Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Jody Mullen. Welcome to Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. This series of podcasts is dedicated to helping parents and other people who are connected with children, helping children behave and be their best. I'm in a unique position to share this with you because I've been a child counselor and play therapist for 25 years. I'm also a mom, so I've learned many lessons from my child clients and my own children. This has informed my parenting as well as the parent coaching that I do as part of my clinical practice. I recognize in working with thousands of children and parents that there are some simple principles for parenting. I'll cover more than 20 principles for parenting so that you too can have freakishly well-behaved kids. These principles are simple and life-altering, and they will change and enhance the relationships you have with children, how children behave, how you feel about yourself around your children, and maybe most importantly, improve your overall parenting esteem. It will change the relationships you have with your kids and the other important kids in your life. In this podcast, I'll talk about a specific principle or lesson and how you can apply it. There will be special guests, and I have one today, that will further our conversations about parenting and children. You'll want to stay tuned for my upcoming book, Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids, and check out my website at www.integrativecounselingoneword.us, or follow me on Twitter at Dr. Jody Mullen, and on Instagram at Dr. Jody Mully. For today's show, um, I'm joined by my friend, okay, my daughter's friend, uh, Doug. Uh, We're going to get, but he really is like, he's my friend too. I'm just saying that. Um, We're going to get, be getting his perspective of what works um, in parenting teens who are transitioning to college. Thanks, Doug. Hi. Hi. I'm great. I'm so glad you're here. I'm happy, really happy that we can do this because I think um, that a lot of times uh, one of the things that happens between parents and teenagers in particular, and so I partly know this from my work, but I partly know this from my life (laughs) outside of work. And so is that um, when your child is transitioning into college, it's like you don't really know how to do your parenting anymore. I mean, definitely. Like a lot of parents don't even – they only have one kid, so they only get, like, one chance at mm-hmm. it, or they have many kids, so they get, like, try after try. Right. It's like trial and error. Like, yeah. does this work? Does this not work? Mm-hmm. Let's try things here. Yeah, and I think it's really challenging to be a parent of an adultish person. So, like, here you are going off to college, and that's what we're talking about specific in, um, with Doug today. We're not talking about kids who stay home and commute to college, mm-hmm. and we're not talking about kids who move out for, um, and move on with their life for other reasons. We're really being very specific here, and yeah. that's why I'm talking to you, because Doug just completed his uh, first semester freshman year, and so you're, you're right in the swing of that. Before you forget, I wanted to yes. get your perspective. So, um, so I really wanted to know a little bit about, from your perspective, what are some of the things that really worked for you in terms of your, uh, how your parents did their parenting, because you and your parents had such a good relationship. Yes, my parents are wonderful. 
you know that. You yep. know, you're friends mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, my parents always raised me to be the best kind of person that I can be. They mm-hmm. always encouraged me to try new things. They pushed me to try new things. Mm-hmm. So it was always, they were always very generous when it came to new opportunities mm-hmm. and making sure that I had the things that I needed growing up. Okay. So I'm going to stop you there for one yeah. second. So that's really consistent. That's something that you can do, can do, or your parents did do consistently throughout your childhood. Was like they always kind of, like you said, gave you a little bit put of a push, um, encouraged you. One of the principles is um, let me try of, yeah. uh, of uh, freakishly well-behaved kids. And I think that that's, you know, you can do that even when your kid's a teenager. And college becomes part of that. It's like, okay, I'm, this is your opportunity to try. And, and the other piece of what I think you said there was that at the same time they were saying, like, go try, go out yeah. there, take a chance. They were still saying, we're going to be here. And we're also going to give you everything you need definitely during that time. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's exactly correct, everything that you just said. Um, my parents, when I was first looking at schools, mm-hmm. they were very hesitant at first because none of my schools were really close to home. Uh-huh. Like, I had one school that was about 45 minutes away, right. and the rest of them ranged from four hours to 12 hours mm-hmm. away. So they were very scared when that first started, and they were like, maybe you should look at some schools closer to home. Right. And I was like, no, you need to let me try this. Uh-huh. This is what I want to do. I'm going into a very selective field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciate I would really appreciate it if you right. guys would hold my hand through this and just help me through the process. Mm-hmm. And they did. They did. They yeah. were amazing about it. They they did all the traveling with me to visit mm-hmm. schools. They brought me there for auditions. So they really made it like it was not um, – it was important to them. I mean, I think that's the yeah. other thing is that they took interest and that was important. They were them. extremely interested in everything that I was trying to do. <laughs> For a while, they weren't. They were right. like, all right, this is just a fun thing. Yeah. You can do this through high school, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, I want to do this with my life. Right. So, and they were like, all right, if you want to, we will be there. We'll help you through it. Mm-hmm. We will give you any kind of support that you need. Yeah. We'll so I think part of it is they gave you this invitation and in turn and let it be on your terms how involved you want us to yeah. be. But they but you needed on your end to know that they were interested. Yes. Yeah. That's such an important thing. Like kids want they want to feel like they have their parents there with right. them because if they don't feel like their parents are behind them, they feel like they're alone through this entire yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's how like mental illness starts, <laughs> yeah. kids get, like, depressed yeah. come home crying from school. Or don't come home from college. Exactly. So uh, I was sharing with Doug before uh, we got here on the program was that I didn't want to go home from college. And um, part of when um, when I was applying to school, neither one of my parents knew where I was applying. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and my one parent who went to, um, to college didn't take interest in that. And so um, I came to the schools on my own, and I did everything um, like that on my own. I partly wanted to, but I do think like what you know what you're saying in terms of showing interest is really important. Yeah. And I w- want to make sure that like I share this with parents is that even if you didn't go to college and your um, you know your teenager is college bound, or or you didn't finish high school and you have a GED or it's um, a field they're going into that you know nothing about, <laughs> like your parents and yeah. uh, me, in my case, uh, too, with my daughter, is that that doesn't matter, that it's the interest 
yeah. that's important, not the knowledge. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because my parents were very knowledgeable about my skills, but <laughs> right. they were they were still so supportive about it, and they were very, like I said, just generous. Mm-hmm. And they were willing to go places. They were willing to do research for me, mm-hmm. with me. They were so, like both of my parents went to college. Mm-hmm. My dad worked on his master's for a little while. Um, but neither of them knew anything about this, so, like, you couldn't really blame them if they were, like, oh, we can't help you. Right. Sorry, do it on your own. But they yeah. still took that interest and took the initiative to really get involved and help me with things. Yeah, and I think it can be um, kind of confusing sometimes to parents because I think particularly in that senior year, I'm going to say especially yeah. January of your senior year yes, of high school, definitely. you guys start to do this thing where you push us away. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and a lot of times we take that personally. Um, it's all during, like, the application <laughs> process mm-hmm. and the waiting process. Yeah. And just mixing that with, like, school, your grades, having a social life. No kid wants to feel like they don't have friends or senior year of high school. Right. That's just, that would be terrible. Right. Like, you feel alone. Yep. Um, extracurricular activities, yeah. getting good grades. There are so many things going on. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the way that I looked at it was I wasn't around my parents a lot. Right. So when I was around them, I was like, all right, I need to focus on this. I'm mm-hmm. at home right now. I need to do applications. Mm-hmm. I'm stressed out waiting to hear from all these people. <laughs> right. It's just a very stressful time. And I think giving your kids space is important, uh-huh. but also staying in the loop about things and just understanding what they're going through and being there if they need you. Yeah. Okay. So I really want to like illuminate that. Yeah. So there's a couple of pieces of that that are, are super important. One, it's not personal. Yes. So when you're <laughs> not at all. No, right. So when your kid, um, especially your senior in high school, is pushing you away, um, it's because uh, they need, uh, from my point of view, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in terms of my expertise, is that that they need to push away because they know they're going away. Yes. <laughs> so I think part of that is like it's part of the transitioning process. Yeah. Like before high school even ends and before they're even leaving, they're already in this mindset of all right, I'm going, Right. so I might as well start preparing for that, right. yeah. which, is, which can be scary to both the parent and the kid. Yeah. So I think that's why it's important to give them a little bit of space, mm-hmm. but always be close behind just yeah. in case they do need anything to, like, help them. Yeah, so I would, uh, you know, really um, recommend to parents that they do, like, check-ins. And, and that can be, I think that's one of the places where technology um, can really be, our like, yeah. uh, absent friends, so to speak. And that you can, even if you're texting your child in another room, (laughs) you can say, like, just seeing what you're up to, you know, like, do you want me to come in for a visit? Do you want to go grab a coffee? You know, um, things like that that are just, uh, that's an easy way to check in with your kids. And and I think even, you know, doing it sometimes in the way that you did it when they were younger, putting a note in their lunchbox or um, in their lunchbox or their bag or whatever, um, and, you know, just saying, hope you have a good day. And, you know, like, and they're sweet. They're dorky. They're sweet. Mm-hmm. But I think that, that um, th- that's the piece that, that does make a lot of seniors in high school kind of nervous and afraid yes. of, like, I really am doing this. Like, I'm really going to grow up it all the way. very scary. <laughs> but, like you said, just like the little notes in lunchbox. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm even like that with my friends from home, mm-hmm. friends at school. I'm just like, hey, just checking in on you. Yeah. I sent my friends who I did, who I worked with over the summer, mm-hmm. I sent her a text the other day, and I was like, hi, just a reminder that you're a lovely person. I yeah. know she's going through a very tough time right now. Right. 
So I just wanted to check in, yeah. see how you're doing. And, like, that makes anyone feel good. Like, yeah. that's not just for your kids. That yeah. can work with any situation. That's right. But, right. like, with your parents and kids in high school, like right. senior year of high school, little things like that can mean, like, the world to your kids. Right. They could be in the mindset of, all right, I'm leaving. Bye, Mom and Dad. Never yeah. going to see you again. Yeah. Or that can, like, make your relationship just that little bit stronger. Yeah, and, and I think that's such an important point that th this is a time where your relationship can become yeah. stronger, even yeah. though one of you is, is not going to be living at home, and it changes the dynamic of your family and what the home mm -hmm. feels like and, and all of those kind of things. So um, it's important to do those connecting pieces, but also the other thing that you're saying I think is very wise um, is that you should give space. And that um, you have to, and I, and I think it's from a parenting point of view, that sometimes also checking in around that. Like, do you need some space for me? Am I annoying yeah. you? <laughs> is, it, am I, is it a little uh, much? Have I asked about applications too many times? Uh, yeah. So I remember my senior year, my mom would ask me time and time again, am I annoying you? Am yeah. I being annoying? And it can be such an uncomfortable question for your sort of educator. <laughs> But sometimes they're so stressed out that they'll just say, yes, you are annoying. Right. Please, I need some space right now. Uh -huh. Or they'll approach you just crying one day. Yeah. You're like, Mom, I need a hug. Right. Can you help me with this? Mm -hmm. Or, Dad, today's been a really rough day, and I know work sucked today. Right. But can you please, like, give me some help on this? Yeah. Like, I'm not sure what I'm doing, and I need help from my parents. Right. So the way that you're describing it is um, really, like, this open communication that you have yeah. with your parents. And you, uh, you know, some of the people listening might not have that, you know, with their um, children. So one of the things, and and I always feel weird saying children. It's you're still our children, yeah, even though you're yeah. that you're older. But um, I think that some parents might not have that with their children. But, but you want to, as parents, pay attention for those cues. And yeah. so if you're, you know, if you're seeing your child looking stressed out, it's um, even though they might not tell you. Um, giving them again. I'm going to use this word: an invitation to tell you. Yeah. So you look. It's totally cool. And we talked about this in a different podcast on reflective listening. Um, so uh, you can refer to that if you need to. But it would be totally okay to say to your kid who's looking stressed out, mm -hmm. "You look stressed out." <laughs> right. Definitely. And just saying that opens the door. Yes. Just little comments like that. You and your child aren't don't have the best relationship, or things have been stressful and tensiony in the house lately. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can pick up on little things like they're rubbing their face a lot, they're spending a lot of time by themselves, they're staring at computer screens for hours just mm -hmm. at a college application. Right. Like that should be an indication that you can be like, "Hi, how are you doing? Right. How has your day been? Mm -hmm. You look stressed out right now." If you need any help, just let yes. one of us know. Like, it's just little things like that that can really open an entire doorway of, mm -hmm. like, conversation and just relationship building. Right, and connection. Yeah. So what happens on your end um, when you, when now that you're, you're in the application process and you don't get into the place you want it to go? Oh, my goodness. I remember because you know that I go into theaters, so right. I had to go through auditions, applications, right. like, double, twice right. a month. Um, <laughs> So I remember it was after my first audition. I I walked up to my parents and started sobbing because it was where I wanted to go so, so bad. bad. And I knew that I did terrible. And uh -huh. not even a week later, they sent me the letter that said, sorry, you didn't yeah. get in. And no I was bad. just like, 
wow, I got in bed, I right. stayed there for a few hours, <laughs> yep. I move on and things like that. Right. You know, I'm very lucky. Right. Um, and my parents felt so bad, and they were like, we wish we could help you. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I just need space right now. I do. I need a hug, though. Right. So just, I think a big part of that is space. Give mm-hmm. your child the space, because a lot of times they don't really want to talk, because they well, can be blaming themselves for things. Yeah, yeah that, that can be all sorts of internally ugly. <laughs> But I think, um, you know, one of the things that you're saying there, too, is, again, it's that sort of um, interplay between space and, wait, I need a hug, or, you know, or just yeah. knowing that they're there when you are ready. Yeah. And um, and it is such a letdown and, and such a disappointment. Um, and, you know, even though we may understand as mm-hmm. parents, it's not, and, it, and sometimes, to just share with you, it will even <laughs> feel like I'm probably worse to your parents, yeah. then uh, it can feel worse to us. It can be a disappointment on our end, too. Yeah. But I think that it's really important to just really stay focused on your on what your child's experience is mm-hmm. in that time. The other thing that happens for parents during that is we really can't help you. Yeah. Like, in the way that we want to help you, which is like, well, we're going to go talk to those initiative yeah, people. Yeah, that's <laughs> not really something that you can do. No. I've heard complaints from advisors <laughs> at my school that right. like, we get angry calls from parents, and we're like, sorry, there's nothing that we can do. So yeah. I think parents need to think about that before they're like, wow, I need to protect my child and make sure everything works out for them. Because yeah. a lot of times that's not your business. Like, Well, and I think that's a really different thing for parents yeah. because while you're in high school, you're still our business in yeah. that way, and we can still advocate for you, um, you know, with the school or with things mm-hmm. that are going on. But once you're applying to colleges, that's that's a big yeah. pivotal moment. Like right. it's a complete game changer. You suddenly you're not in as much control anymore. Like mm-hmm. you can call and be like, "Hi, I think my child's financial aid is messed up," or right. something like that. But you can't call and be like, "Hey, I heard this was happening in your application process, and I need to get involved." That's not your business anymore. Well, and there's actually the FERPA laws around that. Yeah. Like, whereas, uh, you know, and I know as a college professor, I can't mm-hmm. talk to my students' parents. Yeah. Um, without my students' permission. So, yeah, it's kind of a tangled web. But I think that also impacts the relationship because now parents feel a lot more helpless in terms of protecting you and advocating for you than they could, and then they don't know what to do with that energy. Yes, at that point, I think... um, (laughs) My cat just joined the conversation. (laughs) Um, I think at that point, that's when... That's when parents just need to, like, think about the relationship that they currently have with their child and be like, all right, it's not between me and the school anymore with my child in the middle. Right. It's between my child and the school, and I'm on the outside kind yeah. of watching everything happen. And the other thing I would add in is between your adult child yeah. and the school. That's a big moment. Yeah. Like, that's a huge change. Your child isn't a child anymore. They're yeah. a man-child or a woman-child. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're an adult now, and they can handle these kind of things. They're they're obligated to handle these kind of things for themselves. Yeah. That's part of being an adult. And I do think it's actually good practice for um, when your child's a senior in high school to start saying that, to, like, start saying my college kid or my adult child or, you know, something like that that starts to feel different. Because the other thing that happens um, for a lot of people is when they come home for a visit in college is that, Parents want to apply the same rules that they've yeah. always had. 
but you guys are used to living on your own. Yes, and that's such a huge difference. Like, in high school, you as a parent can be like, all right, you can come home at this right. time, go out with these friends. Right. We have and a say. Yes, you do have a say. Um, even over the summer, my parents were like, all right, we want you home by this time, make mm-hmm. good decisions. But I think you can start to change that as your child moves through high school a little mm-hmm. bit more, give them more freedom, mm-hmm. whereas freshman year, they just came out of middle school. Like, yes. they're still a child. They right. need to be, they need direction. Yeah, they need, like, it's got to be a little bit more tight. Yeah. Your parents. And, and then by senior things. year, you should be like, you can make your own decisions mm-hmm. about that. Like, we don't really have a say in that anymore. Right. We trust that you'll make the best judgment. And when they come home on breaks, like after being at school for yeah. a month, two months, an yep. entire semester, you don't really have that much to say anymore. Right. You can be like, all right, we're going to do this thing as a family. But mm-hmm. when it comes to, hey, mom, I'm going out tonight, yeah. you shouldn't really have to feel, <laughs> you shouldn't have to ask what they're doing because you should be right. able to trust that they are making a good decision as an adult. Yeah, and I think that, that a good plan is to negotiate that before your child yeah. comes back home, you know, or before they even maybe go off to college and say, just so you know, when you come home, <laughs> these are the things that I need to still happen. Yeah. Like, you still have to be responsible for blah, 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 and you still, uh, like, there's no way you don't don't call me and let me know where you are. Yeah. And, and even if you're... I think even if your kid's like, yeah, but I, I don't do that at college. Yep, I know. But when I'm home, yeah. like, that's what I And need. I think that's very fair. Yeah. Um, I know my entire transition basically happened over the summer. Right. Like, I was spending a lot of time in a different town right. doing something without my parents being there. I barely saw my parents yeah. this summer, which was very sad. But it was, it was a change for me because I felt myself transitioning. All right, I'm not in high yeah. school. I'm a grown-up now. Yeah. And my parents were very... At first, they were very restrictive. They right. were like, only do this, only do this, come mm-hmm. home when we tell you. But then by the end, they were like, we trust you to yeah. make your own decisions. <laughs> right. right. You can stay there if you need to. Mm-hmm. It's not really our business, yep. but just let us know what's going on. And yeah. I think that's the biggest part. You can give your child the freedom as long as you can. they, like, give you some leeway with it and let you know what's happening. There's, like, a courtesy about yeah. that. And the other thing um, that, as you were saying that, I was thinking, too, is that, like, um, I think this is true about parenting adolescents, period, but certainly older adolescents, is that this is a time where you have to sort of trust that everything you did up until now worked. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I there were times when my parents were like, we feel like we failed as parents. No, you didn't fail yeah. as parents. Maybe this one little thing didn't yeah. work, but it's made your child who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, they've made their choices, you've made their choices, yeah. and putting those things together, that creates an identity for a person, and that, that's that been, like, instructions for them on how to do certain things in growing up. Yeah, and I, and, I, and the other pieces that we, you know, um, I, I, so I have all this education and clinical experience mm-hmm. working with children and parents, and I definitely, as a parent, make mistakes every day. Yeah, that's so, <laughs> so they're not, they're, I have, like, little failures, but not, I'm not a failure. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that that, that a lot of times, especially during these big transitions and adjustments um, that you have to make, is that when people feel more sort of susceptible uh, to those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to start with that. Um, no, there's going to be failures. There's going to be ups and downs yep. of things. And you just have to, I think a big part of it is keeping a positive mindset and mm. keep in mind that, you can't stop time. Yeah. Things are moving forward. Be open to trying new things. 
be open to listen to a podcast right. about how to Right, your child. Right, your, your adultish child. Your adultish child. Well, and the other thing that I was thinking of too is even and when you're when you get to college mm-hmm. and you're away is the ma- the maintenance of that relationship. And um, I I literally, was a little while ago, like 30, <laughs> like thirty years ago, but I remember that one of the things um that um I did when especially in my freshman year was I talked to my mom on the phone so much like way more than I talked to her probably all of high school collected together. Uh, I can't agree with that more. Um, My parents, our relationship grew that much tighter, so much stronger when I left because they weren't around, I wasn't around, and we were like, all right, we've always had this support system of having each other around. And now I think technology, like you mentioned earlier, that it's played such a huge part Mm -hmm. because now you can just send a quick text and be like, hi, how are you doing? Or you can like, FaceTime them and be like, hi, I've missed you so much. Right. Like, I have friends who talk to their parents maybe once a month, uh-huh. and I have friends who talk to their parents twice a day. Right. And I'm one of the people who talks to their parents at it's, least once a day. Yeah. I'll always be like, hi, how are you doing? Yeah. Just even at that quick check-in. Yeah, exactly. But that's really, I think that's so encouraging because that's like, even when you're saying you have friends who talk to them once a month, but it's, there's so much richness and, and meat yeah. to that. And I think that that's, you know, another piece of like, well, just really appreciating like, um, this isn't the end of a relationship. Yeah. It's a, it's a change in the relationship, and um, and we get to support you as parents in different ways now. Exactly. Like it's not like you said, not the end of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning of a new chapter or a new phase in a relationship, and there's just it grows so much, and the relationship does change. Right. Not as much as their parent anymore. Right. You're still their parent. You'll always be their parent. But it's not But like you're, it's more thing. friendly. You guys can have real conversations. Right. It's not, I'm home at this time. Well, I think, I, tell you. I think it's not when it works. Yeah. I think what happens when it doesn't work and when there are, you know, falling outs and tensions and those kind of things um, with your young adult child mm-hmm. is that that's because you haven't shifted your parenting. Yes. And I think... If my parents hadn't adjusted the way that they had Mm -hmm. and been so willing to, like, let me go and try Mm -hmm. all these new things and be my own person, then I would have just become more stressed. I would have hated where I was. I would have hated what I was doing. I would have been like, I just want to go home, do what I'm used to doing, and that doesn't last. Like, Mm -hmm. that can't last forever. You get 18 years, and then you have to give a little bit of leeway and be like, all right, let's. You're free, not free, Let's but see how they turned yeah, out. <laughs> exactly. You're letting them experience yeah. new things, and I think if my parents hadn't been so long to let me do that, it would have completely changed my experience so yeah. far. You know, one of the things um, uh, your friend Leah and I uh, did a podcast a week or so ago on uh, just parenting teenagers, and um, and one of the things that she said was that um, that that she really liked is no matter how strict we whatever were with her mm-hmm. is that we always told her why and it was always around safety and yeah. I and I think that that's something you can carry through regardless of how old your uh, child is but uh, and and now it becomes a recommendation now it's not a no you can't it's yeah. like I'm really I wish you wouldn't yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and, and recognizing that there's you know, there's going to be some choice in there. But I think, um, you know, with your older teenagers and your adult kids, especially, you know, the ones who are transitioning to college, to be able to say, 
like, uh, you know, I just, I want you to be safe because ultimately that's it. You know, as fans, of course we want you to be safe. Yeah, definitely. And I think safety is usually a big cause of why parents say we don't want you to do this. Right. For example, I know a few weeks ago I went to see a friend of mine who was an hour away. Uh-huh. And it was a complete whiteout outside. And <laughs> we had so many feet of snow. It right. Was, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It was like you couldn't see anything. Yeah. And my mom was like, I really wish you wouldn't go. I right. really wish you wouldn't go. I got in my car and drove there anyways. Right. It took me two hours. There were cars spinning out on the road. I was like, right. wow, I should have listened. <laughs> I should. I'll right. be the first to admit, I should have listened to mom and dad. Right. But I didn't. And that was a judgment that I made. And right. they gave me the choice. Mm-hmm. But their recommendation was definitely out of state. They didn't want me to. Not right. because they hated me. Right. But because they wanted me to be safe. Right. And, and, I, and a big piece of that, too, is um, it doesn't, that necessarily doesn't do, have to do with trust. And so yeah. just, and it sounds like having an understanding on both sides about that is what is going to help your relationship continue to grow and become yeah. richer and all of those kind of things. And I think that um, parents can feel really left out yeah. during senior year Definitely. and as you transition to college and then go to college. And um, if parents um, do that sort of, Negotiate that dance well, the one that you're talking about, about um, having, uh, being present and also allowing for space, is that then you get to be even a bigger part of your kid's yeah. life because they want to tell you about all that. You're about. completely right. Yeah. I couldn't agree with any of that more. Oh, good. That's going to be Yeah, you are. So thank you, Doug, so much for coming yeah, in and talking about this. What's the one thing you would want parents to take away from what you shared today? <sighs> Space is important, but don't be afraid to offer them help. Education is very important. Okay. So space is important. Don't be afraid to offer help, but recognize that it might not always be uh, accepted. Be aware of what your child is going through and be there for them. Yes. And extending invitations. Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much. I think that you offered a lot. I had a great time. (laughs) Me too. It was really fun. So uh, stay tuned because we'll have some uh, additional, be adding some additional podcasts uh, later this year. Um, And um, if you have any suggestions, things that you want to hear me talk about, people you want me to interview, I would be happy to uh, entertain those suggestions. So thanks for listening, and thank you again so much. This was great. Of course. Your parents must be so proud. I know. I should say All right. Thank you so much. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.